Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Brian Shea, who's the Chief Information Officer of MedOne Healthcare Partners, as well as the Interim CIO at Lexington Clinic. Brian, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. It's a pleasure to be joining you. Now, I know there's a lot happening right now in the healthcare space, and especially thinking about digital transformation and technology and what role that can play within healthcare operationally as well as clinically. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, so, as you said, I'm, I'm Brian Shea. Um, I've been in IT for about 30 years, so I've been in IT for a little while. Um, and about 20 of that has been in healthcare IT, and I've held various leadership positions in healthcare um, IT, really um, everything from a CIO to a CISO to a CTO to a compliance officer. Um, but really, my background in healthcare IT has been focusing on kind of digital transformation, uh, IT operations, and pretty in compliance for organizations. Got it. Absolutely. I, I think that makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's really helpful to think about in, in, you know, from your perspective, when you look at where we're at today in healthcare, what do you see as being some of the biggest opportunities right now, as well as the headwinds that you have your eye on? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's healthcare kind of has been evolving quite a bit, uh, especially healthcare IT along, along with that. Um, I think some of the big opportunities at the moment, of course, the big buzzword, you know, with chat GPT and, and AI, I think, you know, when you kind of get through the buzz words and, the, you know, kind of the, the sales pitches around chat GPT at the moment, I think a lot of it is going to be focused around how do you leverage AI actually operationally, you know, for your organization in two, two ways. One, how do you, how do you leverage to improve efficiencies in your, in your day-to-day operations? But then also, how are you leveraging that technology to provide differentiator, you know, better patient care type things? So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities around how people are using AI with, in conjunction with data analytics, uh, report generating, um, problem solving, all those kind of things, I think are going to be see a lot more healthcare organizations kind of uh, dabbling in it, you know, more more and more. Uh, there's going to be a lot more vendors, of course, that are going to be offering up different use case solutions for it. So I think that's going to, this year, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting year uh, when it comes to AI and see where uh, the use cases really kind of bubble up. Because, uh, as I said, it's kind of two-pronged. People are trying to figure out, like in our side, as a uh, consumer of it, we're trying to figure out how to how to leverage it to our advantage and of course, there's a lot of vendors that are looking at how can they leverage it to have um, you know, solutions that they could provide to uh, to us. The other big one I think is going to be around um, just continual. How do you find different ways to provide patient care? Um, I think there's been a lot of things on the news with you know Amazon making purchases of healthcare organizations or partnerships. Same with like the CVSs and uh, even Optum or United Healthcare. So I think everybody's trying to figure out how are what are the different mechanisms in delivering patient care. Let that be at you know hospital at home or uh, remote patient monitoring. 
you know, those kind of technologies, I think you're going to see some of that stuff continue to vet itself out, especially around, you know, when COVID hit, telemedicine was kind of the big hot topic, right? And how do you do televisits uh, if you're a provider and, you know, if you're a patient, how do you make sure you could see your provider, uh, you know, in your home or wherever? I think, you know, that's kind of worked itself out a little bit from telemedicine type uh, video type visits and consultations and things like that. But I think, you know, that everybody's still trying to figure out, you know, how is that paid for, um, you know, from an insurance perspective or, you know, how do providers get ran, you know, get re So that's still kind of out there a little bit of trying to figure it out. But I think you're going to see that go to the next level of all these different companies that are coming into the mix that are actually technology type companies that are trying to disrupt and figure out how to provide better delivery of care. Um, to, you know, to people. So I think you're going to see a disruption in our world from, from the health systems to the healthcare providers on, on how it comes, comes into play. But I think, you know, the, the whole care at home or care everywhere is going to continue to be a real thing. That makes a lot of sense and certainly aligns with what I'm hearing from a lot of hospitals and health systems. And like you mentioned, trying to figure out what virtual care means and how they can get paid for it, what the reimbursement model is going to be, and then how to efficiently and effectively execute that uh, from an operational standpoint, as well as clinical standpoint with their teams. Uh, and then what you mentioned on AI is very interesting as well. I, I know that's been on the tip of many people's tongues, especially in the last few months. Um, and so, you know, when you look at both of those areas, how are you thinking about organizational growth and development and adding value um, when those are the trends that are upcoming and, and really where we see healthcare headed is being more digital, more technology enabled, uh, more space where technology and data are becoming increasingly important within the organization? Yeah, so I think it's one of those things if you don't think about it and you don't embrace it and deal with it, um, you're going to become irrelevant really quick. Um, I think it's important that, you know, not only, you know, MedOne Healthcare Partners or Lexington Clinic or any healthcare provider or really any organization, you need to focus on growth really through innovation and strategic partnerships, especially in healthcare partnerships. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, consolidations and and acquisitions and, you know, health, you know, health systems are, uh, you know, their relationships with partners or, but you know, vice versa. It's it's one of those things that partnerships are going to become critical. But I think every one of those organizations have to really look at, you know, the, their growth through innovation. They're not just a, a, say, a provider group or a hospital or a clinic. You're almost a you know an IT company as as well. It's a combination of, and I think, not having an understanding of those technology changes that are going to be occurring with. Uh, the enhancements of of AI and how that what that means with better business you know analytics or clinical analytics you know information. If you're not doing that, you're going to be left behind in providing in comparative care to some of your counterparts, right? You know, and you know what's the additional value add that you continue to bring to the table? And if you're not leveraging some of those technologies that are that are coming out you will get, you know, you'll become irrelevant or left behind. That's such a great point and something I know so many different industries are struggling with is applying this technology and figuring out ways to make that transformation. Or from your perspective, when you're looking at, um, you know, 
the best way to create not only the technology change, but also the culture change on adopting AI, on adopting innovation, and really, especially in healthcare space, where a lot of times there's been, you know, the culture around moving slow and being more thoughtful about making any types of change. Um, how do you make that transformation on the cultural side to really adapt to how fast technology is moving and how quickly change needs to happen in the healthcare space? That's a great question, too. Um, I, change management is always the hardest part of, of anything. Uh, technology usually becomes the easy part of, uh, of things. Uh, change is always the part that needs a little more finesse or could take a little more time. I think it's baby steps a little bit, right? I think you have to find those quick wins within your organization. You have to attack it from multiple fronts. So ChatBGT, for instance, you know, or just using that, I guess, as an example, um, started even sharing that within some of our organizations of just the the basic use cases for it, helping write, you know, policies or even job descriptions, you know, for that matter. Those kind of things that are easy to understand, right, and are kind of more tangible. And then you keep taking it and notching it up a little bit to the next level, right, of, oh, they could understand that it could provide this kind of information back to them or maybe make their life easier and how they're operating then you take that to the next step of maybe, you know, report writing or looking up certain information based on certain criteria out of a database, right? So it's, you keep, I think, taking those baby steps and it becomes more real for people. I think you definitely have to have true business case because right now it's, you know, very nebulous to a lot of people of what is this, you know, that, you know, it's not like some magical thing, you know, it's, but it's, how, how do they use it in their in their world? And you have to make it very real for them, right? So I think it's finding specific business cases, showing how you could leverage this technology to improve, um, you know, their either the information that they're getting or improving their making them more efficient through operational improvements. I think if you could take those baby steps in doing that, your adoption, you know, will will be a lot better, right? Or a lot easier to uh, to roll something out within the, the organization. That's so helpful to think through and understand um, really those core concepts and then the steps to to make it happen. Um, and, and, you know, along those lines, I think, as we've talked about a little bit today, there's been a lot of change happening in healthcare, but a lot of organizations are really faced with some tough times, whether it's staffing shortages, financial challenges, inflation hitting, there's a lot going on within healthcare, but it's still important to think about the future. And as we were talking about earlier, making sure that hospitals and health systems, clinics and practices don't get left behind. So where do you see, is it, where is it important for them to continue to make investments or take risks this year, even as healthcare resources become more and more precious? Yeah, so resources, we're all kind of fighting for the same resources, it seems like, um, let it be on the clinical side or the tech, the technology side. And I think making investment with the problem is going to, and that's going to continue to be, you know, the trend for, for a while, right? I think, especially when you start getting into newer technologies that are coming into an organization. So when we say investing, if I'm going to invest into more robust data analytics capabilities, for instance, and, and leveraging AI, you know, I might not necessarily have that skill set internally, and it might be hard to even find partners that have that skill set that we need really, you know, leverage it because everybody's trying to fight for these same same resources. So, you know, I'd say from an investment perspective, you need to find 
you know, if, if you can't do it yourself, which is difficult sometimes, uh, finding really good partnerships that are out there that have expertise, you know, in, you know, machine learning or AI and figuring out who can you partner with. As I go back to that statement earlier, it's a lot of it's about building partnerships. So I think you got to really find good partners out there that have those resources available to you to actually do something in a timely manner. Because again, otherwise, if you're trying to build a lot of this on your own and you don't have the funding or resources to bring in that talent in-house, you're going to have to invest in external talent to to help you move that ball forward with it. I think that's something you know where that's going to be investment there. I think it's also just trial and error with certain technologies, um, figuring you know kind of figuring it out a little bit. As we talked about, you know, care at home or hospital at home or remote patient monitoring. There's so many different technologies that are out there right now. There's not a good um, centralized platform for a lot of these things. So there's a lot of startup companies and a lot of different companies that have different pieces and parts, but pulling all that together has really been uh, difficult. But I'd say that for organizations that are trying to get into that, they got to start uh, investing and in trying it, trying different things, um, getting a better understanding of how these things work um, in some sort of kind of testing or piloting cap- you know, capabilities. So I think there's got to be some investment there is as well uh, because if you don't do it again it's like where do you start right you know and how do you get how do you get the ball moving if if you're not consciously making those efforts with those different things i think again that's where you'll you'll start to fall further further behind that's such an excellent point and definitely you know kind of looking at as you mentioned assessing where you can really um most effectively and efficiently apply some of these technologies in spaces where um you know growth and development will really add to um, the the bottom line as well as thinking about, you know, where you need to be positioned to be successful in the future is so critical. Um, before we wrap up our conversation, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about some of the best opportunities you're seeing uh, for growth and development for yourself as well as the teams that you're working with. Uh, what will it take in order to set yourself up for success in the future? Yeah, I think the most critical thing for organizations or individuals to set themselves up for future growth opportunities is really um, prioritization, right? So it's really going to be as a group prioritizing what you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to achieve. And then that way, everybody is kind of rowing in the same direction. Otherwise, if you don't set that first, you're going to become very fragmented and you're only going to be able to go so deep into any one area of a focus. So, for instance, you know, as a group, you might say, you know, we want to invest and focus in, um, we really want to take on telemedicine with an aspect of uh, remote patient monitoring. Then you, as a group, at least you're focusing, you could go that direction. Or, for instance, we want to use data to improve patient quality or have some sort of metric. And then you could dive into using you know, what technologies are there like AI or um, machine learning or whatever, right? But at least that way you're focused. And if you're focused on those type of things and you really prioritize, you're more likely to accomplish those goals. Um, Otherwise, you could only go so deep into any one direction. And with all the different initiatives and technology that's that's out there, uh, you could become almost paralyzed and not making traction or movement in the area of growth through the usage of technology because you're you're too thin in any one area versus 
really prioritizing and focusing as a group. So that would be my recommendation for, for anybody for future growth opportunities is really make sure that you're prioritizing as a group, um, as an organization, and that you're all on that same page. Another excellent point. Brian, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fantastic conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm-hmm.